today's gospel is the wonderful parable of the sower. Parables are important. They're full of layered meaning. They're not just stories. They're questions, provocations, goads to action. They say to us, listen, here's a little story. Just have a think about it. Let it work on you. Let it work in you. What's it saying to you? What'll you do about it? The sower scatters the seeds with abandon. This precious seed, bought at so great a price, on which his future harvest depends, is scattered generously, anywhere there might be even the slightest, tiniest chance of it producing a return. He could save himself much grief, buy less precious seed, concentrate only on the fertile areas where he knows it'll grow. But that isn't his way. He risks investing in even the most inhospitable ground. This could almost be called the parable of the prodigal sower. He scatters the grain without a thought of the cost. He's prepared to take risks because, well, you never know. Jesus' parables were always woven from the lives of his audience. To these peasant people who never knew if they would have enough to eat each day, he spoke of precious, essential grain. Perhaps each age has their own parable of the sower. If that parable were presented to us today, what gift could God be prodigally offering? What could be so life-giving and inspiring that accepting it could change us forever? Perhaps the gift of silence. And perhaps for a lot of us, the past months have been that gift, even if we didn't recognise it as such. We've been forced to step out of our busy lives and away from the frenetic noise of the everyday, and this has offered many of us a chance to think, to spend time with God, to look at our wants and needs anew, and to discover the real priorities of life. That holy, sacred silence has blessed all of creation, given a reprieve, a pause in pollution and environmental destruction, a chance for all of us to see what we are doing to God's world. We've had to step back from our needless consumption and, yes, our prodigal waste of precious natural resources. We've seen nature return, air become cleaner, empty waters begin to teem with fish, seen how quickly God's wonderful self-sustaining creation can repair itself when we take only as much as we need from God's generous world. And we have witnessed both the best and the worst in each other and ourselves. It's been time to examine our priorities and see what is really important. I wonder how many of us will accept this generous gift from our prodigal God. How much of what has been sown among us will bear fruit. We've seen both turmoil and hope as lockdown relaxes. Some with no thought for the future or even the present, desperate to return to what they had before, abhorred the silence and their need to fill it was too great. Some enjoyed it, but then the silence was snatched away and forgotten. Some relished and embraced it, but when the pull of the world starts in force, it will be drawn away, however reluctantly, and they'll leave it behind. But others have let it sink into their hearts and wonder how they have never felt this before. They cherish it, realising how precious it is, and share it with others so that it bears fruit a hundred and sixty and thirtyfold the word of God entering in the silence, being welcomed into the soul. 
Those organisations battling climate change and fighting poverty and homelessness have seen what can be done when governments really want to and have renewed their struggles. Those striving for clean energy, humane conditions for animals, good care for the vulnerable, the end to modern-day slavery have all been renewed by the knowledge that no matter how the pandemic ends, our lives will never be quite the same again. And it has inspired them to fight harder. We've been shown not only that the kingdom of God is yet to come, is within our grasp, but also that it is already here in those who act out Christ's word in the world. The kingdom of God is now.